Hello and welcome to episode number 80 of Bill Man the Sport Guys podcast. I am your host, Bill Man, where I get to report you the latest weekly news from the NFL, NBA, MLB, and NHL. At the time of this recording, I want to quickly apologize that it's coming out super late. I had busy stuff going on, so but nonetheless, it's still better than ever, and I'm still sticking to my usual Sunday recording form. So we're going to start off with the NFL today. I got some interesting facts about today's games, and, and for why not, I'll give you guys today's scores. So today, Phil, the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Detroit Lions in Detroit by a score of 38-35. to The Indianapolis Colts and Houston Texans finished the game tied at 20 apiece. The Cleveland Browns beat Baker Mayfield and the Carolina Panthers by a score of 26-24 to in Carolina. The Chicago Bears are surprisingly 1-0. They beat the San Francisco 49ers 19-10. The Jacksonville Jaguars lost to the Washington Commanders 28-22. Miami Dolphins beat the New England Patriots by a score of 20-7 in Miami. The Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Cincinnati Bengals in overtime by a score of 23-20. The Baltimore Ravens beat the New York Jets by a score of 24-9. New Orleans Saints upset the Atlanta Falcons by a score of 27-26. Kansas City Chiefs cruised past Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals by a score of 44-21. The New York Giants pulled an upset against the Tennessee Titans by a score of 21-20. Green Bay Packers, they lost, wham, scored 23-7 against the Minnesota Vikings. I know people are going to come at, I know you guys are going to come at me saying, oh, Packers are going to stink. It's only week one, ladies and gents. The Packers will still be dominant. The Los Angeles Chargers beat the Las Vegas Raiders by a score of 24-19. And to end it, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady still undefeated against the Dallas Cowboys as he beat him by a score of 19-3. Now, time for some interesting facts from today's game. Alright, here we go. Actually, I got it right over here. The Cleveland Browns Prior to today's game, the Cleveland Browns have not won a season opener in 17 consecutive seasons. Yikes. Back on Thursday's match against the Buffalo Bills, Jalen Ramsey has allowed a deep touchdown in four of his last six games, including the playoffs. Ramsey had gone the previous 65 games without allowing a single one. And speaking of Ramsey, he allowed a perfect passing rate of 158.3 in Week 1 per PPFs. International grading. He was targeted seven times, allowing six receptions for 124 yards and two touchdowns. After 82 games in six seasons, Sean McVay has his first ever career losing coaching record in a season. Oh, impressive. Now for today's games. Today's facts. Tua of the Miami Dolphins. He's now 4-0 against Bill Belichick. How badly will the Devontae Adams trade hurt the Green Bay Packers? We'll find out because today, the Packers wide receivers had a combined 120 yards in week one. 
today, Devontae Adams had 141 yards. Ninety-four percent of NFL experts predicted the 49ers to beat the Chicago Bears. Turns out they were wrong. As I've said earlier, the Bears won by a final score of 19 to 10 against the 49ers. Now, the Bears still aren't going to be great. I don't know what else to tell you. Got some names in the defensive side. Throughout their franchise history, they've had outstanding names in the offensive weapons. Quarterbacks, not so much. Jim McMahon and Justin Fields is probably going to make a name. But, cruddy O-line. Can't be winning championships with terrible O-line. I just have to let that out. So let me know your thoughts and opinions on Twitter at BillmanSports and Instagram at BillmanSportsGuy. And now into the NBA. The Philadelphia 76ers have signed Montrezl Harrell to a two-year contract. Money term has not been has not been announced, but with a player option on the second year. Harrell was the sixth man of the year in 2019-2020, but he hasn't been able to recap that production he had with the Los Angeles Clippers ever since he left them in 2020. And he spent the 2020-21 season with the Lakers before being dealt to the Wizards in the Russell Westbrook deal. He has averaged 31.1 in points per game and 6.1 rebounds per game between the Wizards and Hornets last season. He's coming off the bench in all but three games, and he gives, but he is giving the Philadelphia 76ers some added toughness and experience behind Joe Allen Bean. I do agree with this, that he is going to give Joe Allen Bean some toughness, and I do think he'll be a good future part for the, for the Philadelphia 76ers. And now into Major League Baseball. The only big news out of Major League Baseball this week is Boston Red Sox outfielder Kike Hernandez has signed a contract extension. It is a one-year, $10 million contract extension with the Boston Red Sox. So, Kike Hernandez, so far this season, is not having the best season as some to many Red Sox players are. However, a one-year extension, $10 million, it's not a horrible deal. I usually find, sometimes as a sports fan, I tend to find one-year deals like the least consequences because it's only one year. And E.K. Hernandez this season has hit 21 doubles, no triples, 6 home runs, 38 RBIs, with a 226 batting average, a 286 on-base percentage, 360 slugging, 645 OPS, and a 79 OPS plus. Definitely a down year. And he's only walked. And he's actually. No he did not stole a base. I thought he did for a second. And he's only walked 24 times. And struck out 58. So Hernandez. Even in his career. He's never been a. He's only hit above 250. Tw- three times actually. Uh, back in 2014. With the Houston Astros. Where he hit 284. And then his first season with the Los Angeles Dodgers, he hit 307, and he hit 256 back in 2018 with the Dodgers. So nothing too special. Hernandez is a very solid utility player, a top 10 in terms of utility players in the league. So not a horrible deal. And if Boston still stinks next season, they could always move him at the deadline for future, bright future pieces.
So let me know your thoughts and opinions on that move. Okay, and now we're going to go straight to the NHL. As I'm trying to play catch-up where I give out my weekly team thoughts and reviews on every single team, now I'm sticking with teams that have been eliminated from the first round. Now, however, I already talked about one of those teams. It was the Los Angeles Kings. But I got three more teams to talk about. For today's episode, we're going to talk about the Nashville Predators, the Minnesota Wild, and the Dallas Stars. Three teams in the Central Division. So it's actually going to be pretty easy. So, and to make this go quicker, I'm going to say all three records in one since they're all in the Central Division. So first we're going to do the Nashville Predators. The Nashville Predators, who finished in fifth in the Western Central Division, in 82 games played, had a record of 45-30-7 for 97 points, a goals for 266, goals against 252, goal differential plus 14, and in their last 10, they were 4-4-2 before the playoffs. Next up, the Minnesota the Dallas Stars, actually, in 82 games played, had a record of 46-30-6 for 98 points, goals for 238, goals against 246, but a goal differential minus 8. And their last 10, they were 5-3-2 before the postseason. And last but not least, the Minnesota Wild, in 82 games played, had a record of 53-22-7 for 113 points, which is second in the division. Goals for 3-10, goals against 253, goal differential plus 57, and their last 10, they were 8-1-1. Okay, so the first team we're going to talk about is the Nashville Predators in the regular season. Now... Goalie-wise, UC Soros, in 67 games played, had a record of 38-25-3 with a 264 goals against and a 918 save percentage, followed by David Riddick, in 17 games played, had a record of 6-3-4 with a 357 goals against and an 886 save percentage, and followed by Connor Ingram, in 3 games played, had a record of 1-2-0 with a 371 goals against and an 879 save percentage. And then for the regular season in the players, leading point man was Roman Yossi in 80 games played, 23 goals, 73 assists for 96 points, followed by Matt Duchesne in 78 games played, 43 goals, 43 assists for 86 points, followed by Philip Forsberg in 69 games played, 42 goals, 42 assists for 84 points, followed by Mikhail Granlund in 80 games played, 11 goals, 53 assists for 64 points, followed by Ryan Johansson to end up the top 5 in 79 games played, 26 goals, 37 assists for 63 points, a couple honorable mentions, Tanner Jennett in 81 games played, 24 goals, 17 assists for 41 points, Philip Tomasino in 76 games played, 11 goals, 21 assists for 32 points. Okay. Now, the Nashville Predators got swept from the first round against the Colorado Avalanche. So, Colorado Avalanche, not Colorado Avalanche, sorry, Nashville Predator fans, you guys added Ryan McDonough. Does adding McDonough help out the defense in for a possible Stanley Cup? Because not too long ago, you guys were in the Stanley Cup Finals back in 2017 against the Pittsburgh Penguins and only lost. And this year, you guys got swept. Are you guys going to be able to still be dominant and make the playoffs? Or is are the Nashville Predators going to fall back down to earth?
you guys let me know your thoughts and opinions on that one. Oh, and before I begin in the next team, I'll quickly give out the playoff stats because they did make the playoffs and I forgot to do that, which is my apologies. It's it's absolutely rare for me to forget. All right. Top five, Matt Duchesne, four games played, three goals, one assist for four points. Uh, Yakov Tenen ended up with three goals in four games. Mikhail Granlin, three assists in four games. Alexander Carrier, he also had three assists in four games. And Roman Yossi had one goal, one assist for two points in four games played. Goaltending-wise, Connor Ingram, four games played, had a record of 0-3-0 with a 364 goals against, 913 save percentage. And then David Riddick, one game played, only one loss, 19.91 goals against, 615 save percentage. So, yeah, the question I just posed, I just sent out, let me know if you guys will be able to make the playoffs and possibly go further than the first round because the previous playoff run was quite embarrassing for Nashville, I'd say. All right, next we're going to do the Dallas Stars. So the Dallas Stars regular season. Starting off with Joe Pavelski in 82 games played, 27 goals, 54 assists for 81 points, followed by Jason Robertson in 74 games played, 41 goals, 38 assists for 79 points, followed by Rope Hints in 80 games played, 37 goals, 35 assists for 72 points, followed by Tyler Sagan in 81 games played, 24 goals, 25 assists for 49 points, and John Klingberg to round out the top five in 74 games played. Six goals, 41 assists for 47 points. Your honorable mentions are the captain, Jamie Benn, in 82 games played. 18 goals, 28 assists for 46 points. And Miro Haskinen in 70 games played. Five goals, 31 assists for 36 points. Now to the goaltending. Anton Kudobin in nine games played. Had a record of 3-4-1 with a 3.63 goals against, 8.79 save percentage. Followed by Scott Wedgwood in eight games played. Had a record of 3-1-3 with a 3.05 goals against and a 9.13 save percentage. Followed by Braden Holpe in 24 games played. Had a record of 10-10-1 with a 2.78 goals against and a 9.13 save percentage. Then followed by Jake Ottinger in 48 games played. Had a record of 30-15-1 with a 2.53 goals against and a 9.14 save percentage. Then if we go to the playoffs, hey, I didn't forget. That's awesome. All right. Playoffs. Here we go. In So, leading off, Joe Pavelski in seven games played, three goals, three assists for six points, followed by Tyler Sagan and Rope Hintz for second and third. Uh, Tyler Sagan, seven games played. Rope Hintz, six games played. Both guys had two goals, two assists for four points, followed by Jason Robertson in seven games played. One goal, three assists for four points, and Michael Raffold to end up the top five in the playoffs in seven games played. Two goals, one assist for three points, and then Jake Ottinger in seven games played. Three goal, he had a record of 3-4-0 with a 181 goals against and a 954 save percentage. Okay, I have to be honest, out of all NHL teams, Dallas is the one I am not really sure what to think or what to expect. Because for a while, most of us didn't expect them to make the playoffs, especially with the injuries to Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan. From last season, we didn't know how they would do. Obviously, Jamie Benn this past season had 46. Tyler Sagan had 49. So honestly, 
both were in 50. And the Dallas Stars, they were a bit of a mediocre team. And with the coach they recently hired in Peter DeBoer, they're still kind of mediocre. How much better are they going to get? And also, how will this badly affect them if they don't sign Jason Robertson? Because he's still a restricted free agent. The Dallas Stars have not given him a contract. And it even surprises me the fact that last season he was second in the team in points with 79. And his rookie season, the 21 season, he had 45 points in 51 games. What are you doing, Dallas? And also, who's going to be the backup to Jake Ottinger? Because I assume it's going to be Scott Wedgwood because Kadobin is on the IR and Brain Holpe is about to go on LTIR. And and how how much more offense are they going to need? Because Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan both aren't getting any younger. So I honestly think the Stars may need to do a quick retool. And they're kind of a mess salary cap-wise, too. All right, time for the last team to talk about. The Minnesota Wild. So yeah, that's my overall question. Dallas Stars, how do you think you guys are going to do next season? Are you guys going to make the playoffs? Or is something going to happen and fall off the cliff? Yeah, all right. Now to the Minnesota Wild. So the Minnesota Wild definitely surprised me a lot, especially with most fans. I didn't expect them to be this dominant, but in the playoffs, kind of the same old, same old. And we'll get to the question about the Minnesota Wild later. So for the regular season, goaltending-wise, Capo Kakadin in 25 games played, had a record of 12-8-3 with a 2.87 goals against and a 9-10 save percentage. Excuse me, then Cam Talbot in 49 games played, 32 goals, 12 assists. I'm sorry, had a record of 32, 12, and 4 with a 276 goals against and a 911 save percentage. Then Marc Andre Fleury, in his short tenure with the Minnesota Wild in 11 games played, had a record of 9, 2, and 0 with a 274 goals against and a 910 save percentage. Now to the forwards and defensemen for points. Leading off is Kirill Kaprizov in 81 games played, 47 goals, 61 assists for 108 points. Followed by Kevin Fiala in 82 games played, 35 goals, 52 assists for 85 points. Followed by Matt Zuccarello in 70 games played, 24 goals, 55 assists for 79 points. Followed by Ryan Hartman in 82 games played, 34 goals, 31 assists for 65 points. Followed by Joel Erickson Eck to round up the top five in 77 games played, 26 goals, 23 assists for 49 points. Now, to round round up the two honorable mentions, Frederick, Gu- Frederick Goudreau in 76 games played, 14 goals, 30 assists for 44 points, and Marcus Foligno in 23 games played, 19 goals, four, 23 goals, 19 assists for 42 points. Okay. Minnesota Wild. You guys were dominant last year. Missed the playoffs again. Now... In the offseason, you lost Kevin Fiala in a trade to the Los Angeles Kings. Now, still got some half to like most of the depth. And also, how good will Marc-Andre Fleury do in his first full season with the Minnesota Wild? Yes, he went 9-2 and in his tenure. But what you also, got, what you also need to remember 
is the other half of last season. He went 19-21 with a 295 goals against 908 save percentage. Now remember, he played 45 games with Chicago, and the Chicago Blackhawks were not a good team. So, is he going to be able to re- rebound and be the dominant Marc-Andre Fleury that we all know? Now, you guys can always let me know your thoughts and opinions on Twitter at BillManSports and Instagram at BillManSportsGuy. While I am still trying to play catch-up on signings, and I plan on saving that for next week, however, there have been some tryouts that I am going to report it right now, and I want to get your thoughts and opinions on if you see any of these guys making the teams. Alright, so here are the player tryouts that have been announced. Vancouver Canucks have signed Danny DeKaiser to a professional tryout. Calvin DeHaan signs a professional tryout with the Carolina Hurricanes. Zach Aston Reese signs a professional tryout with the Toronto Maple Leafs. And Cody Eakin signs a professional tryout with the Calgary Flames. Okay, so those are the four that I have announced in terms of professional tryout. Now, it is possible that one or two out of the four could make it. And to and to explain to the audience what professional tryout means, for the NHL, professional tryout means the teams have not really signed you to a contract. It's like... They'll give you a tryout, and if you make it, they'll give you a contract. And if you don't, you're basically a free agent. So, if I had to guess between these, I could see Cody Eakin make it with with the Calgary Flames as a depth player. Same with Calvin DeHaan with the Carolina Hurricanes. I do also think there's a strong possibility Zach Aston Reese could make it with the Toronto Maple Leafs and be like a bottom six, middle six guy. Danny DeKaiser, I'm not sure, but we'll see if I'm right or wrong. All right, to quickly recap, I did announce some signings. I talked about the Minnesota Wild, Dallas Stars, and National Predators for the NHL. In Major League Baseball, talked about the Kike Hernandez extension. The NBA talked about the Moritz Harrell. I apologize if I said it wrong. Signing a two-year deal with the Philadelphia 76ers. And in the NFL gave out some facts and talked about today's scores. So you guys can always let me know your thoughts and opinions on Twitter at BillManSports and Instagram at BillManSportsGuy. So thank you for tuning in to episode number 80 of Billman the Sport Guys podcast. I am your host, Billman. Stay tuned for episode number 81. Peace as we also get to the countdown to 100. How crazy is that?